Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers, the mini-sodes. I'm Steph, and this is going to be a solo mini-review of the new-ish uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife that came out in 2021. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into it, guys. We're going to do a quick credit. Um, it was directed by Jason Rittman. Uh, it was also written by him and Gil Keenan. Um, he is the same Rittman uh, as in he is the son of the original director um, of the Ghostbusters. Um, and I'm going to go off the bat and say that's kind of what this film felt like. It was so much fan service, but not necessarily in a fun way, considering we had already had another... Ghostbuster like modern release um that also flopped I also I think <laughs> you can tell overall I was not impressed with this movie um from what I gathered online and looked most people seem to be pretty happy with it some are enamored um I was neither I was actually quite disappointed because I I kept being told that oh it was the better one um, forget that other remake, like, this is the one, this is what everyone's been waiting for. Um, I just, while I know the original Ghostbusters is rated PG, um, it was in 84, and, like, PG-13 had just come out, so technically PG was still one where it was like, hey, maybe be monitored, and we know how everyone kind of did things in the early 80s. Um, but through and through, the original Ghostbusters, while children did kind of latch on to it later, um, it's not really a family movie um, overall. Yes, the cartoon that spinoff was. Um, I mean, most people have come to kind of even show it with their kids, but there was a lot of innuendo, you know, all those kind of jokes. Um, and this one felt like too family friendly. Um, I guess just because there's kid actors and it's nothing against the actors because uh, we are going to go into that. It was starring Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Logan Kim, Celeste O'Connor. And of course we had um, all of the cameos with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd and a dead fucking Harold Ramis. Like how dare you? I, I was, it, it bled for too long. It was so awkward seeing that. It just made me uncomfortable. Um, not a fan, not a fan of when they bring dead people like holographic. <laughs> no, no, it's just no, thank you. Did not enjoy that. And then also my beef is with the editing and pacing of this film as well. The first films, obviously the OGs, they they were just paced appropriately. This one is, hey, you're getting basically the same exact story as the original, which kind of is nullifying almost the events of the original. They're trying to give us the exposition of everything that's kind of happened since, um, but the way they do it is overdrawn in the beginning to where, yes, we're getting to know at least the kind of the main character of Phoebe, um, but she's about it, and it, you get all these introduction, character introductions, but you, there's nothing to ever make you want to like these characters very much, um, because you just don't get enough character development, to be quite honest. They're very one-dimensional. Um, and then the next thing you know, it almost went 80s in a good chunk of the film, 
uh, to where you still think you're kind of getting this buildup, and then all of a sudden, uh, an example would be the character of Lucky, uh, played by Celeste O'Connor. Um, we get some scenes with her in the beginning, but again, nothing that really gives you enough to care about her or even think that this relationship is fully going somewhere yet, even friendship-wise. And then the next thing you know, she's all of a sudden helping them and fighting ghosts with them. Um, it was cut so harshly in this one area of the film. Um, it just felt sloppy. It was very, very sloppy. And it even made, my husband watched it with me, and we even looked at each other like, whoa, did we miss something? Um, that's how abrupt I felt like they were going from, there was just beginning end. There was no middle, um, in my opinion, of, again, making me want to actually care about these characters. Didn't like the mom character very much. Even Paul Rudd's character. Um, if anything, you could say he's at least the closest with the way he delivers his lines and his sense of humor to the original Ghostbusters films. Um, again, all the actors were fine. I just don't think they were given good material. Because I'd also like to point out the fact of the whole story set up to begin with, with Egon. Uh, again, the family, you find out, is basically um, Egon's family, which you always felt like, one, he was going to for sure be with Annie Potts, who does make an appearance, obviously was still helping him, but apparently Egon abandons his entire family, um, as well as the Ghostbusters, because apparently the ghost hunting died down, all the ghosts kind of died down, just magically. I mean, half these people don't even remember these ghost-busting events, apparently, um, and that Egon would, like I said, not only abandon his family, but go to this farm. Everyone calls him Dirt Farmer, apparently, uh, because they don't see the rhyme or reason why he's out there. And his own, again, Ghostbuster friends aren't going to believe him. It just doesn't even make sense from a character standpoint. Egon was always the one who kind of was the brains of everything. I just... I don't know why the other Ghostbusters wouldn't have listened to him, like, if he was, like, it's that important. Um, so I felt like that also just fell through the cracks. It just didn't make sense to me. It could have been so much easier, even with Harold Ramis have, having been passed. I mean, they could have made it any other one of their kids, grandkids, or even just that he passed away and that she had always grown up with the stories and that maybe they end up in this town that happens. There was just no real ghost busting either. It was just this is the one main ghost. Uh, again, just like, oh, okay, let's just redo the original, but in our own way, that's not that great. It was, I seen someone call it fan fiction, and I that's 100% what this film feels like. So if you were kind of on the fence about seeing this one, um, I mean, you can watch it just for the sake of watching it. Uh, the second one, everyone was kind of sending me trailers for it, and that's when I realized, oh, I haven't seen the first one. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I'm probably, I'll watch the second one, but I will wait until it's streaming. I will not pay money for it. So I know I've kind of went hard on a lot of the negatives of this film <laughs> because there were a few positives, in my opinion, other than it. they did have strong actors, the special effects were fine. I mean, it wasn't anything mind-blowing. Um, the best part was Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray on the very, like, ending credit scene. Why? Because that was original Ghostbusters. That material, the jokes, like, that's what it was. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to say that's the, my favorite part of the film uh, <laughs> was the very end. 
So, uh, yeah, that's my mini review, basically. Uh, I kind of just sat here and bashed it for about 10 minutes. Um, but please share your thoughts as well. Uh, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, maybe, maybe I did miss something and it wasn't that abrupt of a, uh, editing, uh, in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, hit me up on the discord. Um, as always, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook at film gazers. Remember on Twitter is where you're going to find the link to the discord. So it's time for me to hit the dusty trail. Later taters. <laughs>